It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is the EWN Radio Network. I let my gratitude practice and my meditation practice fall to the wayside because I was focused more on my fears. Then I realized, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, what am I doing? Commit to life, because really it comes down to a decision, right? Do we get busy living or get busy dying? I decided to get busy living and do whatever it took. Cue music. Places, everybody places. We're starting in three, two. It's time for Life Interrupted Radio, a show dedicated to practical skills for your mind, body, and soul. We're hoping we'll go in one ear and stay there. Here's the host of the show, Sharon Saylor. Welcome to the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio, where we look at the rise of autoimmune disorders. The NIH estimates nearly 24 million Americans have an autoimmune disorder. To put that in perspective, cancer affects about 9 million and heart disease up to 22 million. You'll be as surprised as I was to find out what autoimmune entails. I brought together top experts that range from doctors, specialists, nutritionists, researchers, and even those recovering from autoimmune to bring you the latest, most up-to-date information about autoimmunity and how to live your life uninterrupted. So let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio. I'm your host, Sharon Saylor from SharonSaylor.com. And oh my goodness, it's my weekend. I am so thrilled to be with you here tonight. I am just so excited because uh, we're going to talk about bringing calm, bringing calm into our lives with some experts about bringing calm. And I am just so excited because, you know, I had one of those weeks. I could really use some calm. I don't know about you. I've got some great jasmine green tea here, which I just love. Um, I'm not sure how calming it is, but uh, since I love it, I guess it sort of calms me down. Anyway, let me jump right to the bio. Oh, before I jump to the bio, guys, I want to remind you about Transcribe Tribe. If you haven't had a chance to go over to lifeinterruptedradio.com and sign up for the Transcribe Tribe, we're just about done. There's all about 150 episodes there. And as you know, we just started a a few weeks ago so we've been piling through that but we wanted to let you know that it's just about ready and all the latest ones are up there so go over to the life interrupted radio and sign up for transcribe tribe that way you can get all the transcripts of the talks too it's like I, I know they said something you don't want to listen to it all over again just look at the transcripts a great way to refresh your memory about all the great information including our night tonight's guests which are Tamara Green and Dave Dashinger and they're the co-founders of Loving Meditations and Tamara is an author speaker and trainer who L Magazine referred to as the soul-centered psychotherapist and 
meditation facilitator. I think I got that right. We'll ask her if I got that right. Because wow, that's pretty awesome. And Dave is a survivor of stage four cancer, a featured author and Grammy nominated composer. And together, this married couple creates powerful mindfulness programs that help patients and caregivers to dramatically reduce stress anxiety, pain, and discomfort throughout their medical ordeal. And I also want to raise my hand, even when you don't have a medical ordeal. So welcome, David and Tamara. So thrilled to have you on tonight's show. Hey, Sharon. Great to be here. Yeah, wonderful to be here. Thank you, Sharon. Yeah, I'm just thrilled because all about bringing calm. I know your background is and your new book is about bringing calm uh, to cancer. But anybody that's listened to this show before knows that I see a lot of parallels that we go through, whether we're dealing with cancer, dealing with autoimmune, just dealing with any medical condition. A lot of it is very anxious producing, pain producing, stress producing. And I just love that you guys found a way to walk through that fear, walk through that stress and come out the other side. And it all started, didn't it, David, with your diagnosis? It did. We had previously been producing meditations together as a team for more of a general a general audience. It was, uh, it was called Miracle Mondays Meditations. So we were in the practice of writing, recording, and creating videos uh, for mindfulness and meditation. I also had a mindful meditation practice prior to the cancer experience, um, but it all came into play uh, very much to the forefront of um, getting through my cancer journey, uh, as you'll see in a minute. The The whole thing started with a, a haircut on a beautiful September day in 2013. I was sitting in the barber's chair and the barber pointed to my neck and he said, what's that on your neck? And I was flabbergasted. I had no idea I even had anything going on. I felt perfectly fine. And I looked in the mirror and I saw like a walnut sized lump there. And I was like, holy cow. I hope it's just a a strained muscle or something really simple. Of course, I I consulted Dr. Google and, uh, and he said, oh, it could be like a benign cyst or something. So I was going to my first doctor's appointment thinking, eh, you know, couldn't be me. I'm the poster child for health and, and uh, good nutrition. And so that doctor's visit led to another doctor's visit, led to scans, led to biopsies. And several visits later, uh, the head and neck surgeon came in and said the five words that like changed our life. You have stage four cancer. That's, that's shocking. That's unbelievable. I mean, you didn't even put in air quotes. You didn't even know. I guess some of us always think, well, we would know. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was crazy. It's like, it really literally took a barber who was, you know, looking at the symmetry of my hair to see that something was off. So, wow. Oh, that's, that's shocking. But I wanted to reflect on just a couple words that you use that I love. And that was my cancer experience because that places it in a completely different place in the unconscious mind and I just as you guys know we're all kind of word nerds about ownership of these types of things and all of that I just love that have you always had that skill to put these things in their proper place or I just love that way my cancer experience it's it's just so freeing from saying you know I have or goodness sakes after your recovery too, saying it 
that's such a cool question, Sharon, because I think words are extremely powerful as as much as thoughts are extremely powerful. And so if we can rephrase the way we say things, um, the way we look at things, we can totally change our experience of it. Um, one example is we learned this a little bit later, but instead of saying I'm a cancer patient or I have cancer, we say living with cancer because it puts the emphasis back on life. You know, yeah. cancer throughout the ages has had the connotation of being a death sentence. It still does, even though even though the treatment and outcomes are much more better, uh, much better than they used to be back in the 1800s and even the early part of the 1900s. Um, I think people subconsciously equate cancer with a very, very grim outlook. Or being a victim. Being a victim. A victim so of cancer. Yeah. <laughs> instead of saying, I have cancer or this happened to me or, you know, uh, it's more like, taking back a little bit of power by saying I'm living with cancer or you know, this is my journey, my experience. Oh, I know. I love that too. And this idea of living with cancer. And especially when you said people um, think about it as a death sentence, you had the big four, number four. So, <laughs> Right. There's no stage five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can imagine that was a pretty tough thing. I remember I argued with my doctor when he first told me what I had. And I said, mm, no, I, let's, I'm not going to, no. And he's like, be realistic. And I'm thinking that I'm just, I'm arguing the word have, ownership. He's putting it, like tattooing it on my forehead. This is going to be forever and be, be realistic. And I said, no, I can, I can have cockroaches, but that doesn't mean I own them. And so I wanted him to get very clear on his use of language and how he was telling me these very negative outcomes and I didn't want any of part of my being to believe any of that. True. Um, and we, we find that there's a lot of languaging around disease and cancer that, um, you know, they're kind of dramatic and maybe they instill some kind of uh, motivation in people. But we hear like the battle against cancer, the, you know, he fought cancer, he lost his battle with cancer. There's, you know, a lot of verbiage that turns it into a, you know, like a, almost like a movie trailer, whereas, you know, we want to, want to take it in the other direction. Like we want to take this down to a, a more peaceful level, kind of regroup, refocus and say like, how can I, how can I get through this with greater ease? Yeah. So yeah, you definitely have to like filter some of the, the negative information that, um, that we tend to get bombarded with. Oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely. Being the patient, I can absolutely understand that. I haven't had, I've been lucky enough Tamara, not to have it from the caregiver's perspective. I imagine being able to, it's almost like remove, once removed, it would be even more difficult to be able to separate yourself from it, I suppose. So what was it like being uh, mm -hmm. the caregiver through that process where you guys were able to, I just love that you were able to walk through this in, in a very successful way and still, I'll say, come out with a, a fantastic viewpoint we on made it. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> we made it. So as the caregiver, uh, to give a little backstory, four days before David got the diagnosis of stage four cancer, our 13-year-old son at the time got diagnosed with Lyme disease. Oh, and he it was rains, it pours. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like. And our daughter it was in college, or she still is, but um, she was away. So I was the only one kind of holding down the fort and the only caregiver for my two guys during that time. So 
there was a lot going inside of my head uh, when, you know, four days later when David got the diagnosis, it was whoa, what is happening? How are we going to get through this? Oh, my goodness. You know, all the, the the thousands of questions in my head. And, and I'm not, you know, a stressed out kind of person that, you know, I've been meditating for many, many years and, and doing yoga practice. And I'm not a worrier at all. But I have to say that there was about two weeks where I really did. I was worried. I didn't know if I could be the caregiver, if what's going to happen to my businesses because I'm an entrepreneur, you know, David is too, you know, all these, quite a bit going on. I can totally understand. But that's so shocking to me. When you say you're not a worrier, I think that I think you were entitled to worry. (laughs) (laughs) At least least for a while. (laughs) Yeah. So I did. I guess I allowed myself to worry, right? Like a wife and a mother could, or I'm not going to say should, but could. Uh, I definitely did. And that doesn't mean that I didn't come back to moments of worry again throughout our this whole cancer journey that we were on together, or illness journey, if I include our son as well. There was about two weeks into it when I wasn't sleeping, I I let my gratitude practice and my meditation practice fall to the wayside because I was focused more on my fears, quite honestly, that I realized, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, what am I doing? Wait, let me just do what I would prescribe for my own clients who would be asking my advice on this. So let me follow my own prescription here and get back into my gratitude practice, uh, get back into my self-care routine and get back into my uh, meditation practice. And David supported it, you know, 100%, which was fantastic. And so I did, and things really did start to calm down quite a bit for me. Oh, fantastic. I think I think that's one of the overlooked things that I hear and not to m- diminish what y- your son and David were going through. But often the caregiver sort of holds the emotional support for everything that's going on. And I, I've often thought that the poor caregiver was, kind of keeps the whole basket together <laughs> during that time. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, it, it is interesting. I mean, I think there is something to be said about the caregiver kind of setting the tone in the household about how, you know, things really are or how they're going to be. And I very distinctly remember I was uh, going, just going into meditation with the intention of, of having kind of a plan or a goal and then coming out of that meditation about 30 minutes later going, okay, my goal is to be present. I'm going to be present as much as I can every step of the way throughout this whole treatment, um, this whole thing that David and I and, and, and our son was going through and making that declaration to myself and kind of to the universe really made a big difference for me. And so when those times did come where it was pretty stressful and overwhelming, uh, you know, David got pretty thin and wasn't able to eat and and to watch your, you know, strapping hunk of a firefighter man (laughs) start to 
get um, shrink in, in weight and uh, just be so ill. I had moments where I really uh, leaned on that goal that I remembered for myself. You know, I just, I know what to do. I'm going to be present in each and every moment. And it really came through for me. It really did. Wow. Well, that is very strong. And I imagine as I was thinking of my own process that uh, there were days that moments even multiple times a day sometimes I had to keep reminding myself of what is my intention what's my ultimate outcome and that's tough sometimes when you have other people shall I say whether it's the medical white I like to call them white coat authority or uh, you know well-meaning people in your world who come with all sorts of suggestions and Sometimes it's tough to to work through those things, to maintain our calm. So you did the med. I know you both did meditations, David. You did meditations for wellness, correct? That's correct. Um, I had enormous amounts of downtime when I was um, in the infusion center or the days in between treatments. Um, and something we can all relate to is waiting, right? In the waiting room, <laughs> waiting for a doctor appointment, a scan, any number of things. So I would start to use those times to put on my earbuds and uh, listen to some programs, some kind of either uplifting positive audio program or some uh, audio loops that are kind of like affirmation type loops. I think they had a significant impact, a positive impact on uh, on getting through it with more ease and a, a more more positive outlook on what was going on. So easy to feel like you're giving up all your power to the doctors and the nurses and the technicians and to the disease. So one of the things I felt I wanted to do was feel like I had some some power over my experience of that. And one of the ways I did that was to make a decision. I'm going to commit 100% to the treatment, but I'm also going to commit to life because really it comes down to a decision, right? Do we get busy living or get busy dying? I decided to get busy living and do whatever it took. Last time we talked, you told me this wonderful story about after a while, people started to want to know what you were doing. It's sort of like, what's he doing over there? <laughs> he seems to be okay <laughs> over there. What's he doing? Can yeah. you share that? Where all mm-hmm. of a sudden it started to sort of become, all, quote, put in air quotes, the talk of the town? Well, certainly people ask about it. Um, you know, they would comment along the way. And I think Tamara was more cognizant of this than I was, that I was doing very well considering the type of treatment that I was undergoing. Um, it's very, um, very difficult treatment because they're basically irradiating your head and neck and tongue. And so there's collateral damage with the saliva glands, the tissues inside your mouth, your teeth even can be affected. Um, So essentially your mouth dries up, food tastes disgusting. And uh, a number of other things happen that are just, you know, crazy side effects. Some people literally, it's not uncommon for people who are getting that kind of treatment to need feeding tubes, pick lines, central IV lines, um, and sometimes be hospitalized because they're uh, they decline so much that their their health is at risk. So that didn't happen for me. I um, mean, partially because I think I had the you know, world's best caregiver, you know, right here, and um, partially um, I would attribute it to doing this mindful practice, staying positive, focused on the on what I'm grateful for, um, and to really look at it. In my mind, it was like this is the ultimate like survival challenge. You know, like instead of it being like. <laughs> you know, again, being the victim, I'm like, you know what, this is my, 
my epic like Antarctic adventure, but it's not happening in Antarctica. It's happening, you know, in, in the hospital. And so I just chose to go through it like that. And um, I'll fast forward to after the treatment, and I was finally my follow-up visit with the oncologist. And he said, you are cancer-free. Um, wow. And this is post-treatment, post-surgery. And he said, you know, most people don't come through it as well as you did. What did, what did you do? And so I explained to him what I just mentioned, my, my practice of listening to this material and being mindful. And he said, wow, I wish I had that for all my patients. And uh, as I said earlier, we had done meditations together as a team. Now we'd been through the cancer experience as a, as a team. The light bulb went off. It was like, we should be creating mindful programs for cancer patients and other people with serious illness. And that's when Loving Meditations was born. Wow, fantastic. And on that note, though, guys, well, let's, uh, we got to take a quick commercial break. When uh, Tamara and David and I get together, we could just chat forever, but, you know, duty calls. So we'll be right back Life in just a couple of minutes. Return after these messages from our sponsors. It's great sponsors like these that keep this show coming to you every week. Be sure and stop by lifeinterruptedradio.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by MindfulnessInActionBook.com. To get your free four-minute guided meditation to relax, refresh, and renew in just four minutes, and who doesn't have four minutes? Stop by MindfulnessInActionBook.com now. This guided meditation is in handy MP3 format, so you can use it anywhere, anytime. Download it now at MindfulnessInActionBook.com. Do you want to be a better leader, have better relationships, become more self-aware, be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best-selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career. And I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show, you know my passion, and maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later. So go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time over at SharonSailor.com forward slash radio gift. Hi, this is Sharon, and of course you know me from here on the Autoimmune Hour, but maybe you didn't know I'm also an author, mostly nonfiction. But recently, I delved into the world of children's fiction with the Pinky Chenille series. The first book launched just a couple of weeks ago, and it's already getting awesome reviews. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If you haven't had a chance to check out Pinky Chenille and the Rainbow Hunters, go over and check it out at PinkyChenille.com. That's Pinky, P-I-N-K-Y, Chenille, C-H-E-N-I-L-L-E, Dot com. Thanks. See you there. Welcome back, everyone, to the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio. I'm your host, Sharon Saylor from SharonSaylor.com. And today we're chatting with Tamara Green and Dave Dashinger, and they're the co-founders of Loving Meditations. And David was just sharing with us how he 
worked his way through the experience of stage four cancer and he's here with us now in good vibrant health which is just awesome and how he did that Tamara his caregiver all that time as well as his soulmate and wife so they're just a dynamic duo of a couple and now you guys I want you as we had you take that quick commercial break we got into this uh concept of okay I want the doctor saying I want other of my patients to have this that's when you develop this the the loving meditations which everything from the meditations to just an amazing phone app so let's talk a little bit about I mean sometimes people I know with me it was I started the autoimmune hour and now it's become my passion we're in our third almost into our fourth year we're way into our third year I find that sometimes when we take on some challenge like this, it drives us to a different place, a place we never thought, uh, but an awesome place. And I think that's what happened with loving meditations too, right? Absolutely. It's uh, definitely our passion. It's our way of paying it forward for those going through any kind of a similar experience or any kind of life challenge. The Loving Meditations app is for the patient, the caregiver, and the survivor of any, you know, medical illness. But it also took our relationship to a whole nother level that I personally never could have dreamed because uh, David and I have been married for a little over 23 years and growing closer and closer. Uh, Our friendship uh, just keeps getting um, better and better. It's just hard to believe it does. But through this cancer journey that we were on together, it was amazing how uh, it close it made us. And um, I don't know, w- wouldn't you say we have a heck of a lot more fun than before cancer? We have, we laugh all the time. <laughs> we have so much fun together. So it just took our friendship and the bond and our love to a whole new level Um, And I think that gets reflected, the passion that we feel for one another and the love that we feel one another gets reflected in our programming, in our meditations. And we do quite a bit of volunteer work, uh, workshops, meditation workshops um, for those going through cancer and and other people going through challenges. So I, I think people really do feel that love and that passion that we have. Well, I do know just from being around you guys, that's very true. <laughs> I think it comes through to anybody that meets you, too. <laughs> but that is awesome. You know, it's not the first time I've heard amazing stories of a really beautiful silver lining or a bright side that once people are able to come through to that thriver, by the way, we say thriver, not survivor here. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I just like the word better, I like you that know? word. <laughs> Survivor, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Reminds me of, like like David said, being stuck on that, uh, I think of that television show where they're stuck on that island with mosquitoes, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, not me. So that's why we say Thriver here. But I hear all the time of people saying, you know, gosh, if you'd asked me beforehand or going through it, I would just have shake, shook my head, no, no, no. But oftentimes people do find absolute new new places they never thought they would would go so with loving meditations what I love about the apps let's talk a little bit about it I know David's composed the music and Tamara you are the beautiful voice on there for the most part I think and share with us what is that like where do the ideas come from to develop these meditations 
And one place where it starts is we, we looked at the pain points that we had experienced going through our medical journey, and, um, and they're probably fairly universal. Um, some of them would include sleep, uh, issues with sleep, nausea, oh, yeah. <laughs> fear, judgment, um, and anxiety. anxiety. Um, and so it runs from guided meditations that can last, say, 15 minutes on average, to what we call mindful minutes, which are about a minute long, and they're really practical things that we um, we talk about that can be done almost anywhere by anyone. It could be standing in line at the pharmacy, um, you know, and nobody would know you're doing it, but it's a way to get present and kind of regroup and get centered um, in the moment. So I've literally used them myself um, in an MRI scan where I was starting to panic and getting ready to, you know, pull the plug. Um, yeah, we have those are awful. friends that have, uh, we've gotten success stories from people who have uh, used it successfully for nausea and for sleep. And again, not necessarily, you know, cancer patients, but some of these are just people that are looking for a way to get to sleep easier. And so they've you know, turned to our app and tried it, um, in, with success. So, um, we try to, you know, we're always kind of out there looking to see what else we can do with it. Um, and it's part of the beautiful creative process that we, you know, we're, we're really blessed to have um, to kind of find a, a need and then create something to address it. Well, although I have to say to you with those minute ones and you're saying you can do it like in the in the grocery checkout line or something, I don't know. I tend to get this weird blissful look on my face. I would think they might begin to <laughs> to, to, to wonder, <laughs> you know, like, oh, that's good, what, though. That, that, what's wrong with her? <laughs> that's good. That tends to make people kind of get out of your way. Yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> the line gets shorter, faster. Yeah, okay. Hey, just, who cares what other people think, right? <laughs> as long, yes, as long so as the beauty of some locking you up <laughs> right <laughs> the beauty of it is um most, most of the time you'll see people like on their device with their earbuds and most of our guided meditations that's exactly what you would do is we can you can see it on any device a phone a smartphone a tablet a laptop um simply put on the app put on your earbuds and press play and nobody's going to really know what you're doing except you probably will have a bit of a blissful blissed out look on your face Right. So if I could share this, we have a really fun feature people talk about. They really like it on our app. It's called the advisor. And so what pops up is questions. Are you feeling worried or do you feel upset or are you in pain? And so you can either swipe right or left or, or hit yes or no. And then by answering all the questions, it leads you right to the meditation that will help you right then and there on the spot. So literally within minutes, you're able to find the tool, the meditation, whatever you need in that moment. So within seconds, you're starting to get relief from what's bothering you. Wow. Yes. I think of Tinder when people say swipe left or right. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we got a little inspiration from the dating app world. Yeah, we did. <laughs> No, but I think that's great. You know, are you experiencing this? No. <laughs> you want to experience this? Yes. I think it's great. I think it's great. Yeah. Now, what is the, I know, what's the website to get the app? It's um, Calm Cancer Stress. So it's, um, we have a, exactly, yep, Calm Cancer Stress, C-A-L-M, cancerstress.com. And that'll take you right to uh, the page where the apps are 
Oh, fantastic, fantastic. And I know that you guys are constantly adding to them, and so I just think that's fantastic. So let's talk a little bit more, when I love this word about calm cancer stress, and you did the guided meditations, and you briefly reflected on a gratitude, Tamara, and that Dave, you did too, you touched on a little bit. What is this, explain how you do a gratitude practice. So I start my gratitude practice in two steps. The first step is... When you're in a place that's negative, I'm worried, I'm upset, maybe I'm angry, I'm overwhelmed, I allow that to come to the surface by actually expressing it, either to someone I'm talking to on the phone, or maybe it's writing in a journal, uh, and just allowing it to come up. The second step then is to actually uh, list all the things or talk about the things that I'm actually grateful for. And you can, it doesn't matter what you're going through, you can always find something that you're grateful for. And what David and I did quite regularly during, we still do it, uh, we love doing it, but we did it quite regularly during his chemo and radiation treatments, is that we would go on a walk, because he insisted, he really impressed me, he wanted to get out every day, regardless of how he felt. We would go on a what we call the gratitude walk, and I would express something that I was grateful for. We have, you know, amazing insurance, and he would express what he's grateful for. We have two fantastic kids, and then back and forth and back and forth we would go. And before you knew it, didn't take very long. We just forgot about anything that ailed us or worried us, or we would just be completely focused on gratitude. And it really shifts your, your mindset and your energy. It feels good to do that. Oh, I love that. I'm going to write that down and try that. That is awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I say I'm grateful to my partner all the time, but this idea of a gratitude walk, that that's getting an extra note here. I'll tell you, that's fantastic. So, mm-hmm. Dave, you went through that too. And what were some of the shifts since you were the patient? I had Tamara just expressed these amaz- amazing shifts for her. As you went through, uh, well, first I have to applaud you for being the one to you know, get yourself out there every day during your your healing process. But what were some of the shifts you noticed in yourself as you two shared this? Well, it's easy to, you know, feel sorry for yourself or just feel like, you know, life sucks. Like I, you know, basically my life was, as I knew it had ended, um, and it was totally focused on this going to the infusion center, going to the radiation uh, treatment. And so, Everything I, everything aside from that, like eating, sleeping, um, even some bodily functions that we take for granted were, became difficult, if not impossible. So it's pretty easy to start to spiral down into like the, you know, poor me syndrome. Mm. And um, this is like the perfect way to shift out of it. You know, it's certainly, we were, we're also in like the thick of winter, right? So we had snowstorms, our driveway would be full of snow. I had to get out in the cold to go take the car to the to the hospital it was you know life was just it kind of if you let let it get to you you could just completely cave in and say you know this really sucks i just want to i want my life back so the gratitude walk um is a great great way to quickly and easily shift out of it just amazing how how effective it is and if you don't have a partner there's no question that you could get a friend or a family member and say, will you just be my gratitude buddy? You know, can I, can we just 
do this thing every day, it'll really be quite uplifting probably for both of us. Oh, I'm sure it'd be uplifting for both of us. And I, you know, if somebody asks me that, wow, can you imagine how many, I'm sure you guys have this too, where when I was going through the healing process, so many of friends and family wanted to help, but they didn't know how. And sometimes they helped in ways that weren't helpful. (laughs) (laughs) They helped. (laughs) We need on that note and that little laughter, but we're going to come back and talk about that because I think this is a great way to give someone something to do that's really helpful. But we need to take a quick commercial break. When the three of us get together, I don't know where time goes. But Life Interrupted Radio will return after these messages from our sponsors. It's great sponsors like these that keep this show coming to you every week. Be sure and stop by lifeinterruptedradio.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by mindfulnessinactionbook.com. To get your free four-minute guided meditation to relax, refresh, and renew in just four minutes, and who doesn't have four minutes? Stop by mindfulnessinactionbook.com now. This guided meditation is in handy MP3 format, so you can use it anywhere, anytime. Download it now at mindfulnessinactionbook.com. Do you want to be a better leader? Have better relationships? Become more self-aware? Be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best-selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career. And I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show. You know my passion. And maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later. So go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time over at SharonSailor.com forward slash radio gift. As well as I want to share a really cool new thing that we're doing over at LifeInterruptedRadio.com. It's called the Transcribe Tribe. Now, we've done over 130, 140 episodes already. They're not all transcribed yet, but go over, sign up for the Autoimmune Hours Transcribe Tribe, and you'll be able to get transcriptions. And if you don't find one that you're looking for, just drop us a note there on the website, and we'll be sure and get that one up in the top of the queue. So join us over at lifeinterruptedradio.com, Transcribe Tribe. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back, everyone, to the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio. I'm your host, Sharon Saylor from SharonSaylor.com. And today we're here with Dave Dashinger and Tamara Green. This is awesome, awesome couple who are uh, the hosts of the Loving Meditations. I guess they're not hosts. They're the creators and founders of Loving Meditations app. LovingMeditations.com is the website. As well as I want to make sure we have plenty of time to talk about their new book, Living Calm with Cancer and Beyond. But when we were forced to take that break there, because I always run late with these two, is that uh, 
we were talking about this idea of when people want to help and the idea of giving them the gratitude buddy. I think that's awesome, even if you had more than one gratitude buddy. <laughs> so yeah, what are some ways? The more the merrier, you, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What are some <laughs> other ways that you found? Because I think that's a really stress-inducing thing is when people try to help in ways that, for whatever reason, we're not finding helpful. So when people find out you've been diagnosed with a serious illness, they come out of the woodwork and of course, naturally, people want to do something to help. And a lot of the things that they come up with are, you know, were, weren't very helpful to us. So we, we learned that if you make a list of the things you actually need and you can figure out who you're going to delegate them to, sometimes you'll find people have special skills or interests that they can do something for you that you couldn't do yourself. Um, Tamara brilliantly uh, realized that one of my relatives had a background in guide dogs and um, I thought, wow, it'd be so cool to have a, a therapy dog come to the house in between chemo. So this person, this relative um, made some calls, connected with a therapy dog. The dog came to the house and it was a win-win. Like we actually have a, a mindful minute about this, um, how to kind of redirect the, the people who really um, are totally well-intentioned, but maybe their ideas are a little bit, you know, not that useful to you. So there's, you know, I think make a list and figure out, think outside the box, how do you redirect them to something that they can do that's actually going to be a win for them and a win for you? Yeah. And that, when I'm thinking back to mine and people were looking up, uh, not only the diagnosis I had, but uh, all sorts of, as you mentioned, Dr. Google, uh, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> like, how do I calmly say, mm, quietly and, and lovingly say, mm, wow, interesting, but no. <laughs> <laughs> that that was always a challenge with me, but I want to make sure that we have plenty of time here to talk about your brand new book coming out really soon, and that's called Live Calm with Cancer and Beyond. Share with us, I know we've talked about some tips that are in the book, but what are a couple other tips that come to mind that uh, might, people might be going, huh, I never thought of that. When we're stressed out, we are thinking, 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 thinking. So basically, we're usually when you're thinking, you're making quite a few judgments. And when you're in judgment, it's impossible to be in the moment because you tend to go either back in, in um, the past or forward in the future and you're not in the moment. So there, I call it the hot head. There's a lot of energy <laughs> in this area of the body. <laughs> yeah. So, one quick tip that's in the book that we could even do right now is to lower the energy out of the head and, and start to distribute through the rest of the body. So would you like to do that right now? Yes, sure. absolutely. So what do I do here? Okay. Well, what I like to do is uh, ask people to just sit with their feet flat on the floor and not cross their arms and their legs. So you okay. breathe in all the way, filling up your lungs completely. And then exhale and consciously move that energy out of your head, down your body, down your legs, and down to your feet, 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 feet. Good. And breathe in all the way, filling up your lungs. Exhale. Again, with awareness, move the energy down, down, down your body, down your legs, and to your feet, feet. Feel the floor. Good. And breathe in all the way. 
Exhale and move that energy down, down, down to the feet. And you're starting to feel the connection between your feet and the floor like or the inside your shoes and feel what it feels like to uh, you've got the soles of your feet that are either hitting the, the floor or the shoes and feel it. Be, put all your consciousness, all your energy, your thoughts, because where your mind goes, energy goes. Good. Now, one more deep breath as if your feet are sponges and you're breathing into this. You're breathing into your feet. So breathe down into your feet. <laughs> That's an interesting concept. Okay. Good. And now exhale and move that energy as if you're creating roots down into the earth. You're really grounding yourself down into the earth. Good. And one more deep breath into your feet, into the pores of your feet is what I was trying to say before. And then exhale, move the energy down, create those roots even longer, longer. Feel the connection between you and that grounded earth. And one last inhale. And again, move that energy down, down, down into the earth. Good. And then you just notice how it feels to be in your body right now. Oh, my gosh. Um well, I have to bring myself back to my head to come up with questions. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, I was, was so relaxed there. <laughs> I kind of lost it for a minute. Sorry. <laughs> well, what's funny, Sharon, is um, we learned that people, on average, think 60,000 thoughts a day. I don't know who counted it, but they figured out 60,000 thoughts a day. And we're like, how many of those thoughts are actually helpful, Right. Um, and they're repetitive thoughts a lot of times. So when people talk about mindfulness and meditation brings up the image of, you know, someone sitting on top of a mountain in Tibet in the full Lotus position. And uh, one of the things we talk about in the book and the app, of course, is all about this. You don't have to be doing that. There's, it's really not that complicated. Um, we're talking about becoming present. Some of that is through breath work, which, which Tamara just did with us. Some of it is just by, clearing your head of those 60,000 thoughts, right? And not thinking about the future, not being focused on the past, but kind of be here now. So the book, we talk about that quite a bit. Um, we cover, you know, many tips and uh, actually written out meditations that um, that people can use to get into the state that we just uh, we just experienced a few minutes ago. And what's cool about the book is David writes, from his perspective as the patient, and I write it in each chapter, I write from the caregiver perspective, and we're going through each phase of our cancer journey. So it doesn't matter if you're a, a caregiver or a thriver or a patient, whatever, you're going to get something out of this book. You're going to get tons of um, really quick and easy mindful tips and meditations that really help you get through any life challenge. Oh, yes. And I think that's the important thing, because even though it's called living calm with cancer and beyond, gosh, I, you know, it's just so helpful. I'll just say in everyday stresses, you don't have to have a diagnosis to, to be able to use all of this great information. And that's what right. impresses me so much about it. Now, one of the things, though, that I also wanted to point out is I would just reiterate from David's idea. I just got so relaxed there that uh, it took me a second, like, oh, yes, I'm supposed to be on, you know, here, on, asking questions. <laughs> and how, how, I didn't time it, what was it, like two minutes? I mean, gosh, who can't find two minutes, you know? That's always awesome. Mm. 
Oh, so, oh, okay, I'm back. Okay. So, <laughs> my, <laughs> sorry. I mean, I just, I'm still zoned out here. I'm still zoned out here. So, tell us a little bit more about your book. And um, I, we just have, oh, I don't know. Well, my gosh, you know what happened. Hey, guys, I got to take another quick commercial break. I can't believe it. Okay, I'm, I'll be back. I'll let me get some water during the quick commercial. Life break, Interrupted we'll Radio will return after these messages from our sponsors. It's great sponsors like these that keep this show coming to you every week. Be sure and stop by lifeinterruptedradio.com to learn more. Hi, this is Sharon, and of course you know me from here on the Autoimmune Hour, but maybe you didn't know I'm also an author, mostly nonfiction. But recently, I delved into the world of children's fiction with the Pinky Chenille series. The first book launched just a couple of weeks ago, and it's already getting awesome reviews. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If you haven't had a chance to check out Pinky Chenille and the Rainbow Hunters, go over and check it out at PinkyChenille.com. That's Pinky, P-I-N-K-Y, Chenille, C-H-E-N-I-L-L-E, Dot com. Thanks. See you there. Do you want to be a better leader? Have better relationships? Become more self-aware? Be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best-selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career. And I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show. You know my passion. And maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later. So go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time over at SharonSailor.com forward slash radio gift. Research shows we apologize up to 10 times a day, and most of the time, we say sorry as a response to someone else's mistake. What if we thanked people instead of all that unnecessary apologizing? So instead of saying, sorry, I'm rambling, you say, thank you for listening. Join us at projectforgive.com, a free non-religious resource on global forgiveness. Welcome back, everyone, to the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio. I'm your host, Sharon Saylor from SharonSaylor.com, and I'm here with Tamara Green and Dave Dashinger, and they're the awesome co-founders and loving couples from Loving Meditations, and we've been speaking about their new book as well, Live Calm with Cancer and Beyond, and right before that break, Tamara did this wonderful short meditation that blissed me out so far, I just forgot all my questions, but we're back. <laughs> I'm going to take another sip of my caffeinated tea here. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure I'm really back, make me back in the present moment. Nothing like nice warm tea to bring you back into the present moment, right? And anyway, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about your book. But one of the things I want to talk about, about that meditation we just went through that I think a lot of people don't realize what happens when we hear words we don't want to hear, like a diagnosis, uh, is that we start breathing really high and rapid mm-hmm. and forget to take nice deep breaths I, I remember the first as you said it was a couple of weeks for you Tamara it was a little bit longer for me probably like a first month when I all of a sudden I went you know I don't think I breathed this whole month <laughs> all yep. of a sudden I realized it was stuck way up here in my upper chest and throat 
And the shift that happened when I decided to, oh, I, it's, it's, I can breathe again. It's safe for me to breathe again. Some of that's also that we're all up in our heads, right? And we talk about mindfulness, but there's a whole other entity that's with us all the time, and that's our body. And we tend to neglect that. We get so focused on all the, you know, the thoughts and the anxiety and stress that we forget that the body's there along for the ride. And one of the things that I, I mentioned in the book, in my talking about my per- personal experience, is that my body is a miracle machine. We all have like a miracle machine that is doing things behind the scenes. We don't even know half the time the amazing processes that are going on to keep us alive and keep us you know, able to do what we do as human beings. And so um, I really felt that it was important to do everything I could, not only get through the treatment, but also post-treatment to uh, take care of my body. And, and I was open to trying things that would help me detoxify or to, um, you know, get back the energy. You get so depleted of energy from uh, from chemo and radiation that um, even though it's when it's over, it still takes quite a long, long time to get back to your normal levels. And so I embraced the fact that my body was like the warrior that had, you know, bravely gone through all this invasive treatment. And, and I would try to honor that it it needed help and needed to be supported in in lots of different ways. So, so that's something that, um, you know, we, we talk about in the book, both from the caregiver and the patient perspective. Gosh, that's beautiful. But, you know, guys, as always happens with us, we're just about out of time. And I want to make sure that everybody knows how to get the Loving Meditations app, how to you know, find out more about Loving Meditations, where they can get the book. I believe it's available. Is it available in pre-order yet? It's going to launch on November 30th on Amazon and Kindle. And we'll have a page just for the book, which is live calm with cancer.com so live calm c-a-l-m with cancer.com for our app it's calm cancer stress t-a-l-m cancer stress.com and our general website is loving meditations.com i love that you guys are so awesome as people as a great couple you always inspire me in so many ways thank you so much for being on the autoimmune hour it's just awesome and congratulations david for being on the other side of this ex- of your journey you. Uh, you know coming back and being able to share with everyone both mm-hmm. of you tips and things that you picked up on the way on this journey that you can share and saying looking back these are the things that worked and i love it you know these are the things that didn't and I think that's fantastic for people to be able to have you guys as what I'll call the torchbearers out there for how to calmly move through. And by the way, their work is, as you probably noticed, isn't just for cancer, isn't just for autoimmune, whatever stressful situation you're going through in your life, the stuff works. So thank you so much, my dear friends, for being on the show. I just so appreciate you both. Thank you, Sharon. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. It was great everyone go have a great weekend whatever your adventures be sure and download their app and maybe take a little time this weekend to de-stress and calm yourself out and maybe get a little bliss like i did for those two minutes and (laughs) join us next friday for another episode of the autoimmune hour and remember if you haven't had a chance yet to go over to lifeinterruptedradio.com look for transcribe tribe to be able to get all the transcripts they're free just you just have to sign up and register for it but all the transcripts are free and anyway like i said go have a great weekend whatever your adventures join me next friday night 7 p.m. 
for another great episode. And as always, enjoy. The information provided on LifeInterruptedRadio.com is for educational purposes only. What you hear, read, and see on Life Interrupted Radio is based on experience only. The information presented here should never be used for any legal, diagnostic, or treatment purposes. Always seek sound legal, medical, and or professional advice regarding any problems, conditions, and any of the recommendations you see, hear, or read here on Life Interrupted Radio. You've been listening to Life Interrupted Radio. To learn more, listen to other shows, and gain free resources that can help empower your life, be sure to stop by lifeinterruptedradio.com. This episode is brought to you by mindfulnessinactionbook.com. To get your free four-minute guided meditation to relax, refresh, and renew in just four minutes, and who doesn't have four minutes? Stop by mindfulnessinactionbook.com now. This guided meditation is in handy MP3 format, so you can use it anywhere, anytime. Download it now at mindfulnessinactionbook.com. Do you want to be a better leader, have better relationships, become more self-aware, be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best-selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career. And I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show. You know my passion. And maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later. So go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time over at SharonSailor.com forward slash radio gift. This is the EWN Radio Network. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.